Hey, what's going on? Jordan Taylor here, and welcome to another episode of Starta. I have a special guest here with me, so I wanted to uh, welcome um, Afsha here. Hi. And um, so I just wanted to give you a little bit of background here. So uh, Afsha is a seasoned financial advisor with IG Wealth. Leveraging 12 years of experience in the financial services industry, Afsha and her team manage $30 million in assets for Alberta's wealthiest. Since founding her practice in 2014, she has quickly climbed the ranks, becoming one of the top 10 IG wealth advisors in Edmonton, Alberta. Outside of her practice, Afsha volunteers passionately on the front lines of two causes, improving the accessibility of healthcare in developing countries and increasing financial literacy for youth and other marginalized communities across Canada. <laughs> Afsha, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. I am super excited to talk to you. We've known each other virtually for, I want to say, a little over a year, maybe? Yeah, and this is the first and time we're is, meeting yeah, in person. First time meeting yeah. in person. But it doesn't feel like it, because I've talked to you quite a bit. Yeah, and I think <laughs> we've we've had a video chat or two as well. Yes, I think I we've was had a couple. You've even talked to me while I was in this office, so it's amazing to have you here in this office. Yeah, it's, it's definitely visiting a surre- my city. Yeah, yeah, it's and Edmonton is beautiful. It's, I was gonna say, what's your take on it? It's it's so nice. the The first thought I had was actually, where are the mountains? But I right. realized that's not in Edmonton. Yeah, it's a little further out. It's actually, I wish you got to go like. You just would have to drive, like, honestly, three hours south, and you'd be in the middle of the mountains. Have you ever been to the Rocky Mountains? No. I Well, no, that's a lie. I technically went, well, I came to Calgary for a wedding when I was, like, five. Right, and from but Calgary. But I don't remember. I was five. Okay. I was so. going to be like, from Calgary, you can see them. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. And I think we did actually go up there okay. for a little bit. Um, so what brought you to Edmonton? So I was here helping a buddy of mine. He has a videography business, so he was filming something out here. Um, he okay. was filming a wedding out here. Right. Right. I usually help him with the audio, and yep. I was also shooting some behind-the-scenes stuff for him as well. Okay. Right, for right. his uh, um, his YouTube and Nice. So you, and was that. it spontaneous, or you had this plan for a while? Uh, well, the wedding got booked since COVID happened. Right. Right? Because uh, I think originally they were going to go out and have it in Calgary more in the the mountainous areas right. yeah, yeah and then they ended up having a, a beautiful uh ceremony slash reception in someone's backyard but it was a gorgeous backyard right um, oh I can't wait I want to see the footage yeah no it's great so how was the flight down here like what is how the, is flying with COVID I have not flown since March when I was you in know Toronto what? I never thought I, I I flew same thing once in March I was coming back from Cuba um, well, I guess I went there first, technically. Right. But uh, that was just before everything kind of happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So and that was when I was in Toronto. Probably. I this would have been back. the first week of March. Yeah. So I think I was in Toronto a week after that. And then when I flew back, everything shut down. So I kind of made it right in time. Right. And then since then, I haven't flown. So what is it like? It's, for the most part, exactly the same, other than there's way less people. Okay. And... So because of that, obviously, social distancing is a thing. You right. have to wear yeah. your mask the entire time in the airport and, then and the entire sp- flight. spaces in the seats of the flight? Uh, yes, they okay. do try to keep uh, one at least one space in between people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if you're flying together, yeah. then they might make that exception. Yeah, okay, that um, makes sense. Like, if yeah, like, you're with the person already anyway. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, my buddy and I, we were, we were right beside each okay. other. Okay. I've missed, like... Four trips, places. like I I can only imagine because like, cause I know you have your Toronto office as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So I've missed three trips to Toronto. 
to like just work there and expand, but I've been doing it all online, which is great, How? but I haven't been able to go. And then I missed Colombia, Peru, and China. Oh that was all in the work. Basically in April, my mission trip was going to be in Peru. And then I was going to go to Colombia from there and like all of it canceled. So are you just like going super stir crazy I right now? I thought I or? would be, but honestly, no. There's been such a massive shift in what I focus on. And I feel like it's allowed me to focus on the things I wouldn't have made time for because I was always on the go. So one of them right. is like my home, like where I want to be. You know, before it was just like I came home to sleep. Right. And now I work from home. This We're in this office, like probably if I just hold a staff meeting. And then like a podcast like with you. But yeah. other than that, I'm working at home with my slippers and a dress shirt on. So it's like, I love it. Just from the bottom I'm up. like always, I'm just like, hey, how can I help you with your retirement today? And I'm just in my slippers and right. my coffee at home. But I can have lunches made at home, not like All in a container coming to the office. Exactly. And I don't know. This, the commute and everything like that, I never thought. I thought I'd go crazy in my office at home. But yeah. I love it. And my team is having a really hard time being like, why would we come back in? We can run our entire business virtually or yeah. online. I think it's it's a very interesting turn of events because right. I think uh, it, it's, it's shown a lot of companies that you can do a lot of stuff yeah. remotely, which on the one hand does take away from some of the social aspect, yeah. but on the other side down the line could save you overhead. Yeah. Right? And like this office is like everyone that works here is over the age of 50, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't have DocuSign and we didn't have, we had paper statements, mm -hmm. like nothing was online. So this whole thing has shifted that to like now accommodate what we want for our clients. And now right. I can offer my clients DocuSign and we have online statements and now everything is paper, which I have been fighting for for like a year and a half. So right. it's like really good for our team. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> so. Now, you and I have talked about this a little bit, like, just, like, personally, mm -hmm. but um, one of the things I want to do with this podcast is just to be able to bring different perspectives of what, um, like, different business-minded perspectives, right? Especially okay. as you, as, um, as, like you said, someone who's not, you know, over the age of 50 and, and, and everything else. So, mm -hmm. like, can you kind of paint the picture of where you were say maybe like even like 10 years ago mm -hmm, yeah. right maybe like while you're in school or just before school yeah right until where you are now now with i mean we we heard the the, the info in the bio this yeah. is some incredible accomplishments you've been able to Thank do you. so so if you could paint like the, the picture before yeah. and like maybe what things look like now and kind of how you've gotten there yeah sure so 10 years ago I was in university and I was taking psychology and mathematical sciences. So okay. nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. Um, my life was sort of around going to work because I had to work 15 to 20 hours and pay for school. And then I was going to university and that was my only um, sense of like success. Like I had to make it. I had to get good grades. If yeah. I didn't do that, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know what I mean? That was my only focus. I had no idea I would be a business owner like no clue. I was just taking courses that I enjoyed and it right. ended up being a degree. I had no plans on taking math or like fourth year calculus as something I wanted to do. Um, and then I just was like, okay, I think this course is good. Or I did well at this course. So I took the next level up. I took the next level up. So that's me 10 years ago. And also okay. like I socialized a lot on campus and university. So my life was just social butterfly. Yeah. And then I was probably one of the few people that had like a dress shirt and dress pants in my backpack. Cause I would finish school and I would go to work and then I'd have to come home and do homework 
and mm-hmm. everyone else was like partying or doing whatever but I remember always being like why am I I have to go to work after lecture this is so you know yeah I knew that it was just so different for me but I'm like there's a lot of other people that are international students that are paying like four times what I have to pay for school so that was me 10 years ago gotcha um, I can kind of build a paint a picture to getting here. So I kind of finished my degree and then you realize, oh, like a science degree actually doesn't have employment. Like, what are you right. going to do with that? Right. It's a degree. So then I basically had the choice between pursuing psychology, which is what I wanted to do. And then um, pursuing my banking career, which is I had been doing for five years at that point. And so, I mean, psychology was something I had taken high level clinical psych in and I realized a lot of the courses are really intense and I would take my work home. Like it's a lot of emotional, like I wanted to work with children who suffered through trauma and like lost their families, things like that. And after a while I got like an idea of what working with that and addictions and things like that in clinical psych was. And I just was like, I don't think I can do this. I know that I want to be in a position to give advice, but I don't want to pursue psychology, which is funny enough, my sister's doing that now. Oh, wow. I'm like, you're going to be great at this, but I didn't <laughs> end up doing it. So I pursued my financial career and all that really meant was I left retail banking and I started in wealth management. Okay. So it's like, you're going from doing like checkings and savings accounts and maybe opening up a TFSA, but not really knowing what that is and in branch to like, I'm going to be in wealth management where people are doing projections and growing people's net worth and sort of like working with higher net worth clients. That would be the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I started as a receptionist here and I oh, wow. had no idea like what it meant or what it was. I was at the front where you came in yeah. and I would just greet clients and it was like, I went from being, you know, a teller advisor to that. And then I graduated and I quit the receptionist role and I came back and started my practice. That's amazing. Yeah. Because it, it's it's so interesting to hear go from like, okay, yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, go, not necessarily going through the motions, but just kind of yeah. like, I'm not really sure where this is going to yeah. go. Yeah, like I and had then no it, idea. Yeah, and I feel like that's the case for so many that's, business is. owners yeah. is it doesn't always start like, I am going to own a business doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's, it's more like, okay, this is kind of the field that I'm in, and then things kind of just And it's like, you always hear people who are doing really well, like, oh, you know what? I knew at the age of five, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, (laughs) I didn't know what I wanted to do at the age of 18, like, let alone at the age of five. So if someone was like, what do you want to be? I always, I had no idea. And then at some point in university, I was like, I'm going to be a psychologist. This is what my calling is. I want to be able to help people. And I understand the human mind and behavior. And I find it fascinating. And at that time, psychology was not an accepted field. Mental health wasn't a thing. Mm. 10 years ago it's such a right. widely misunderstood field now but it's being talked about i 10 years ago it wasn't like when i went into psychology i remember there was a comment being made like you're not going to ever be anything and Damn. it was like because i picked the field of psychology over engineering right wow so <laughs> yeah. now so you kind of painted the picture before like a typical day yes right 10 years ago in school Go to school, yeah. go to work, come home, do homework, rinse, repeat. Yeah. That's, right? And then, like, procrastinate. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> As I most do students this. do. <laughs> yeah. Heck, even some adults, we still do it. Exactly, yeah. So, so what would you say, now that you've kind of made this shift into, like, you know, business owner, um, wealth manager, if, yeah. if we can say that, um, mm-hmm. or financial advisor, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say, like, a, let's say, like, a typical day? looks like for you now versus so, then. I mean, a typical day now is it starts with like my finance or like my mental and my body, right? It's just like my mind and my physical health 
is yeah. one of the biggest things I'm focusing on. And then my business is structured around working in the business with my marketing team and then, or on the business with my marketing team and then in the business with my advisory team. Gotcha. That's my whole day. And, and how, how, how big is your, your total team now? Um, we're a team of six now. Yeah. How does that feel? So you met two. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does it feel? It's uh, they're big shoes to fill. It's, right. I'm grateful. I'm so so grateful that I can you know lead a team and be that inspiration for them. But you really have to stay on top of your game because yeah. you're now responsible for you know other people being able to fulfill what they want. Right. You have to provide right. that room and space for them. You got to lift that ceiling. Like. It, it's not like I'm the reason that they're going to be inspired. They, they have that on their own. I, I have a great team behind me. But you're responsible for making sure that they have that space. Do, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they want to work towards something, they want to say something in the boardroom, they want to say something in the staff meeting, they want to bring up an idea, like you have to be able to provide that space, even if it goes against whatever you were working on that day or it's in addition to and it was unplanned for, you have to make that space for them. And then you also have to make sure that you're valuing each person for their completely different roles. And then you also have to make sure that you're individually meeting with each employee and saying like, what do you want? Like we had to do, one of my staff meetings was, um, we did a love language quiz. And everyone's like, oh, isn't this for like relationships and things? And I'm like, (laughs) how do you think you're going to work with someone for eight to 10 hours in a day? Every day you're going to see, we're going to see each other more than anybody else. And if we don't have a good team culture, how do you think we're going to be top 10 or number one in the city? Exactly. Right. So we did a love language like quiz and we went through everything on like, how do you feel appreciated? What do you like? Like, is it words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? I was like, physical touch, we could try, but you know, like how, which category are you? And like, how do I appreciate you? Because I could constantly tell you, hey, you're doing well. And maybe someone's, um, you know, their love language is like, I just love if you brought me a coffee or you thought of me one day and did some sort of act of service. Mm. And that's important. There's, there's yeah. none to judge. But if I don't know that, how do I keep making sure that my team is taken care of and that they feel appreciated and valued? That is my number yeah. one focus above marketing, above even my clients. Because if my team is not doing well, how are we going to service our clients? Exactly. So. And I think that's great because I, I, I think, well, it's my first time hearing of like someone at the, you know, at the, at the head of the business, the business owner, the person kind of overseeing everything, mm-hmm. thinking about the like like the the real interpersonal relationships amongst everybody not just as okay yeah i gotta make sure that my people are okay and whatever but very like invested in making sure people feel fulfilled it's so important and that's you know what i haven't probably interviewed people like you have so i i don't know that that's rare it's i don't know how you can run a business without caring about that yeah i think i i think it's just like when i think of like you said, the maybe like previous generations, people who would be leading people yes. or a, leading a business, I'll say, mm-hmm. is that it was about more so the bottom line and the numbers. And yeah. it's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure that that is still very much right. an important thing. Yeah. But it was, it was it, just like how there, there's more conversations about yeah. people's mental health. There's more conversations about people's emotional well-being. Yes. Right. Yeah. That, that is more prominent. I don't know if it, if it's our generation, if it's, if yeah, it's just, you're right. I agree. You know, it having is... more conversations like that. Yeah. That makes you more aware. And you're like, well, I can't in good consciousness, not, 
you know, act accordingly when yeah. it comes to running my business and trying to lead my people. It's you know definitely I mean? like that because retention rate is very low in this industry. Mm. Um, like my the first person I ever hired has now been with me for six years. So wow. that's not that's very rare. Like, I don't know if there's anyone in this office that's had somebody for longer than that in one period of time, like their first assistant to stay that long. So you're right. It is. It is something that when people ask me how I have a team like this, I talk about. I'm like, what do you do to invest in your team? Like, what do you do to make them feel appreciated? How do you make sure their careers are expanding? Like, yeah. do you have someone that's in the same role? That's It's fine if their title doesn't change because maybe you're not trying to have a six-person team or an eight-person team. Maybe you just want to be two or three. But how do they expand? Like, do you give them more responsibilities? Where's the creativity in it? Exactly. You're going to exhaust them if they don't get to speak their mind. And also, like, how are you going to, like evolve your team the world is evolving if you don't catch up with it and you don't take on new ideas you're basically living in the past like you're absolutely. the grandpa without a checking account absolutely right so um yeah i agree with you it's totally missing and honestly i'm thankful for working with people who are 60 plus because i got to see what they don't do right and i'm like i don't ever want to be like that i mean i'm inspired by them too i get to learn what yeah. they do do that a i want learning experience yeah. both ways but i can also be like that's what i want to focus on that i think is missing and it's working right now, so. Yeah. No, that, that's that's amazing because, like, even to think, like like you said, being able to learn uh, from people who have done this previously, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. looking at, okay, I love what they did with this side of things. Yes. But I feel like there's a, there's, there's a gap here, mm -hmm. and you can kind of fill that gap, and then it helps you, like, I don't want to say do it better, but do it in a way that's more in line yeah. with, like, Yeah, and also just, like, things, knowing right? that I'm not always doing it better. I think the fact that... I have this humility to understand that I don't know how to do it better. I'm always asking them, like, what do you want in a work environment? What's important to you? I'm reading articles on LinkedIn. Like, half the time I'm sharing things that it's like how to be a better leader. Mm -hmm. It's not just client service or financial service oriented. It's, it's about being a better leader. And all of it's about accountability. Yeah. Like, having good employees is not making sure your employees are great. I mean, I have that. So now it's on me to make sure that that greatness can come out. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, I think it, what it sounds like that you want um, your team to be fulfilled, mm -hmm. right? And and happy yeah. to be here yeah. as opposed to, oh, I have to work here. Yeah. One of the things that um, my marketing coordinator makes our PowerPoint slides for every staff meeting that we hold. And the first thing, anytime we're welcoming a team member, she puts, um, you know, welcome to our family. I love that. And, you know, I always say like, we aren't a family business, but we run our family like a business. Right. So, I mean, that's just our first and foremost. So to answer your question, like we kind of, you know, derailed, but that's kind of my focus right now is with my team. My day to day looks like working on the business because we do have clients. I have over 300 people that we manage. We have a 30 million dollar, you know, m wealth management firm that we do have to service and we have right. to expand and grow. And we always have all these goals that we set. And there is a number that we're trying to get to, like. Our year to date is 20 million. That's our goal. We're ahead wow. of, or sorry, our year to date next year will be 20 million. Our year right. to date this year is 12 million and we're ahead of it, right? And I'm training two members while we're doing it. So it's like to say that it's just business oriented would be completely failing the part that matters, which is also my team. So it's working in the business, which is with my employees, making, sorry, with my clients, making sure that we're hitting those goals. And then on the business is the marketing side and like making sure my team is feeling fulfilled. So what would you, like with all of that, thinking of, 
and this is coming from me at not working in this particular industry. Mm -hmm, yeah. So think, you know, my brain goes to, and this is probably why you're doing this and not me, is mm -hmm. my brain goes to not only the size of the, I guess, asset pool, yeah. right? Yeah. The size of the asset pool, the team growing and expanding, mm -hmm. um, and like you said, and keeping like mental and physical health intact. It's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you juggle it all? Um, and I calendar. hope it, uh, I, I, I've said exactly what you just said out loud in a team meeting. First of all, the vulnerability to say that, like to have that That's power huge. to be like, guys, how are we going to do this? I mean, we've had conversations around um, one of my uh, my assistants who does my schedule brought it up and was like, okay, guys, we got to respect her calendar. There's a human being running this because I don't do my calendar. They book yes. all the meetings. Yeah. So I'm going from like meeting the client that has $1.5 million and completely engrossed in them. They have me one-on-one. -on -one. There is no one else in that room. And then I'm switching to, okay, training our newest hire, our admin assistant on the practices of this world. And then I'm doing a podcast because I've done a couple, you know, just this month. Yeah. And then I'm switching to making sure that my associate who actually builds the financial plans is getting the financial concepts encrypted into the plan for the client. So the recommendations of the entire proposal. So right. I'm constantly switching um, what part of my brain or what type of like skill set I have yeah. in order to keep it going. And then I'm meeting my marketing team being like, what is our focus? How are we getting high net worth clients? Like, what are we sharing? Um, how are we going to provide value to the outside world? So yeah. how do I do all that? It's a calendar. Like, and like deciding what percentage of my calendar is going to be on the business and in the business. So if it's 50-50, then my calendar has to portray that. So you don't know. Basically on a weekly basis, our team pulls up my calendar and says, the team's focus this week, this month is this. This is how much Afsha's going to work on the business. And this is how much she's going to do in the business. You get my time here and here. So we'll do like... A reoccurring meeting let's say with one employee once a week to make sure they're on you know on and on track and then I have like performance at reports like every month and then every three months for people who are new um, and then eventually we just all become like we always call ourselves this well-oiled machine we're like yeah. <laughs> you know that's, and like yeah, we have these ridiculous is. things where we'll just be like we have a successful thing where everyone on the team was involved and it just worked like that well-oiled machine and someone will call out in the boardroom like when I say team and everyone else is like work <laughs> that's, amazing. that's amazing and so we just do things like that but to answer your question how I manage it it I could not do it without a team I seriously would be nowhere without them and you know I have my mindset and my ideas but me taking your ideas and making it work and having and an action plan them, yeah. that is my in, that's my team yeah that's yeah. that's 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 honestly great because I think and to people who watch and listen to these episodes, I think it's the making that shift from, I have the ideas in my head. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I get them out and how do I yeah. execute on them? Yes. Right. And like you said, being very grateful for the team that you have as well. Right. Yeah. And obviously this is, this has expanded over the last X number of years. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you even even something as simple as you know if you're running your your well-oiled machine right <laughs> yes all probably all the time thinking about all the different aspects of it all the time mm -hmm. and then you know to bring it back to like like you said like everything involving and stuff and then yeah. getting into like 
social media marketing via something like TikTok. Yeah. Right? And then, because <laughs> yeah. that's and a then, whole different creative brain. Yeah, and then YouTube. To be pointing out all the little things. Yeah, that, and I know learning TikTok it. Has and, the point. and I am definitely not Gen Z, so I am, like, <laughs> learning at, like, way slower speeds than some of these kids that are crazy on there. But yeah. you put effort into what matters to you. Absolutely. People will always say they don't have time, but you'll put time into things that matter. And I don't, like, I don't want anyone listening to this to think that I promote hustle culture. Okay. I do not work. I do not I'm work so weekends. I'm so excited to hear like, where you're going with this. My yes. weekends are off. Like, my team does not get me Saturday and Sunday. My family does. That is my first and foremost rule. Everyone knows if I ever have to work on a Sunday or like something, you'd, it's not like a good time. Like, mm. I really respect my employees' time off and I respect my time off. And right. If I don't respect my time, this is something that I'm just recently learning. I actually wrote it at the top of my journal, which is I don't respect my own time. Because what was happening is I was saying yes to everybody that needed my time. If an employee needed help, if someone needed extra training, if some, I took it on. And I wasn't realizing that I was just like working through, you know, what was scheduled as a lunch break or a coffee break. Like your time. Yeah, it was like I was at the desk. So, I mean, one of the things that I had to start doing was... I, we had a team meeting and I said, okay guys, so when there's actually time off, if it's the week of, you can't book something in without running it by me. Mm. You have complete control of my calendar. These are my preferences. Like I don't like working Fridays. Don't book anything after two. Like I like to work. I take, you know, Friday afternoon off all the time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to promote hustle culture because it is, I cannot be the person I am if I don't take time to myself. I cannot inspire my team, motivate my team, take care of them or acknowledge their accomplishments if I'm not taking the time off that I need for myself. So, I mean, sometimes in the middle of the day, I'm like, I have to go for a run. This is the only time I'm going to get to go. I got to go. So there's so many times where my team's in the middle of a project and I like put on some shorts, get out of my clothes and I go for that run. Right. And then I come back half an hour, an hour later, because I'm like, if I don't do this now, I know in the evening I have this, this and this. And you got to fit those things and respect it, even though um, the type of person I am is I always want to do that next meeting. Like if a client comes in right. and is like, Hey, I have this amount of money. I need help with this plan. I'm like, sure. I'll meet you tomorrow. Like in my mind, I just want to meet them and help them right away. Get the ball rolling. But I yeah. have to train myself to be like, actually my first meeting that's available. That's an opening is three weeks from now. That has been such a like Almost struggle like, for like me. not natural response. It's not. Like, I always just, I'm like, sure, tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. Like, anything you need. Of course I'm going to help you. This is what I... Because in the beginning, you were dying for those meetings. Absolutely. Like, you were just, oh my God, I wish someone could see that I could help them, that I know I have all this knowledge, I can build this whole path for them. Every single Absolutely. person needs a financial plan. If you earn a dollar, you need one. I don't care if you're 16 or you're 75 and already retired. You need a plan. Absolutely. And there's all these working parts, right? I just had to start valuing my own time off. And then when I'm on, like when I'm in my calendar for work, then it's like my focus is only what's right in front of me. So gotcha. a lot of the times my team has to give me reminders that like most people are on top of. I suck at it. Like time management mm-hmm. is something that I have to be, I have to work to be, be good at. It's, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, hey, just a heads up, like it's 2.30. Um, you have a thing in 15 minutes. They would have told me in the morning that I had that, but I'm so focused on the person that's in front of me at that time, I have no concept of what's happening next. And then the minute they, like, they'll come in, they'll barge. It's a client. It's like, hey, just so you know, 15 minutes, Kate, the client's here. I got a shift. Everyone moves. People get into their spots. And then I'm like, Kate, my mindset shift. Whoever's in front of me next gets me. And that's... That's how I make it work. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and are finding it valuable. 
If you're curious on how to create content like this, or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I wanna give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and wanna take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Now, let's get back to the rest of this episode. I literally had to make my own calendar for my personal time. I might not need to do this. I'm just doing this right now because I'm like learning. I don't know how to respect my own time. And eventually it'll become a natural thing and I'll move on to the next thing I need to focus on. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's all a personal growth thing. Just like, yeah. like you said, the business evolves, you evolve just like your team says, yeah. right? Like, okay, our focus this week, this month, this quarter is yeah. going to be X, mm-hmm. right? You have to do the same thing on yourself. Just like yeah. you would do that in your, like maybe your coaching conversations with your team members yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. You said something earlier that I, I really want to focus on because I feel there are very few people who have this perspective, especially young entrepreneurial minded um people of not getting caught up in the hustle culture okay yeah let's because talk about that i think the word hustle and i i get this from one of my business mentors his name is graham cochran and he always talks about if you look at the actual nature of the word hustle it's not a good thing yeah right but also what it means like for, as a business owner as an entrepreneur and all of that there's a side of it that absolutely makes sense, right? You work hard mm-hmm. and you you make sacrifices in the front end to have more long-term mm-hmm. um, success. But there's this, like you said, this hustle culture of I got to be working on or in my business 24-7. Yeah. I can't have a life. I yeah. got to let this stuff go. Because yeah. it's all about the growth, the growth, the growth. Uh, and you're just constantly running, running. Like what I'll do is I'll quickly just insert my tidbit with you mentioned um, I'll make these sacrifices now so I can have this later. I don't see my life as making sacrifices. Yeah. Nothing I do is a sacrifice. Everything I do is an absolute blessing. I love what I do. So... I'm not really working hard now so I can have something later. Like, yeah, that's the goal, but that's not what gets me up every day. It's not like I'm just going to do this right now so later on I can have this. Like, you really have to enjoy what you do. And there's going to be parts of your job that you don't like. Absolutely. There are parts of my job that I'm like, I really have to do this, and I'm still doing it even though I have a team working for me. That's my role. i got to take that responsibility. So there's going to be things you don't want to do, but overall your why and, like, your mission of what you're doing has to be something that you believe in so that it doesn't seem like a sacrifice. Yeah. It's That's what I mean by hustle culture. I work my, you know, ass off, but I don't work at, like, on the Saturdays, like, that I want to be with my family. Right. So that's the part where I'm saying, like, you work hard. <laughs> this is the thing. It's not that. It's work smart, not hard. Yes. And yes. I mean, people say that all the time. What does that mean? Because you got to learn. you got to work hard, learn what being smart is, and then go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to always just regurgitate the same thing we see in memes all the time. Sure. I want to actually go expand on that. Like, what does work smart, not hard mean? It means the time where you can do that extra file, but you should take that time off. Do it. You know, when you start to realize that I don't have any personal time, stop valuing the next deal that you have in front of you. Like, your client's going to understand that you're delivering a plan in three weeks and not one week if you just tell them. 
Like, yeah. hey, you can expect to hear from me in three weeks. My team will get back to you. We'll have a proposal, and you're you're going to be good to go. Like, the immediate concerns will be taken care of. I'm not going to, like, if there's something, obviously, that has a time constraint for their finances, like, you got to do a deposit, it's RSP season, whatever it is, a tax sure. deduction. Of course, like, I'm going to do that right away. But you don't need an entire client proposal to happen that very minute. And that's the type of mindset I had to make it. I was like got to bring in everything and do everything. And I was at do this office, like this very office. I didn't sit here. I was in the bullpen and I would turn off the light at like 2 a.m. And I'd be like, what it like is like, I guess this is what it's going to be like. And I would ask my mentors like, so what's it like when you're 50? Do you still do this? Like, do we just do this for the rest of our lives? Like I actually said, I was like, is this like having a kid? Like it doesn't go away. Right. <laughs> you have a kid yeah. and all you hear is like, it doesn't go away. I'm like, well, this business isn't going away. I'm just expanding and growing. So at what point do I get to stop working at 2 a.m.? Or is it that you hire people and now you're just doing more, but still working till 2 a.m.? And that was my line. I was like, I do not get to hire people. We did it in the beginning and then still do exactly what is going to exhaust you and burn you out. Right. I cannot stress how much you should take care of your mind and your mental health above and beyond anything else that you put your hand to. And I see so many entrepreneurs, successful people, my friends that are doing so well, that are like, oh, vacation will be for me in 10 years. I'm like, I don't care what your vacation is. I don't care if it's a beach, being at home with your family or something away from work, but it's gotta be something where you're giving your mind a break yeah, so that you can absolutely. come back like refreshed and recharged. People don't value that enough. They just think, you know, and like our parents did this, right? Like our parents are new immigrants. They just work and work and work. and who need who gets to think about mental health or take a break right so it's like infused in us to yeah. you know we're conditioned to believe that that's what success means and do people work hard do you hear successful people working waking up at 4 a.m and doing all these things yeah but like they also know their time out waking up 4 a.m didn't mean that they started checking their emails right exactly waking up at 4 a.m means you're meditating you're reading a book you're taking personal time to yourself absolutely mm -hmm. yeah no it's interesting you bring up the 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 immigrant parent angle because I think it's exactly that it's the the grind that they had right. to go through yeah albeit very hard working yeah it was different in the sense of uh like you said like the 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 mental health awareness was not necessarily as prominent no. at that and time. And I don't blame them at right? all. And it's like, it's... you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. And it wasn't, com they weren't conversations that were happening. Yeah. Right? And if you, like, out of respect for them, like, we can acknowledge our grandparents, like my grandparents, can come from a war, right? right? And then my parents are just adjusting from that war and understanding that they don't have to live in this war, but there were still sirens going off. There was still some sort of turmoil. And yeah. then they moved to a new country where they didn't even know the language and they had to figure it all out. So like, that's all they knew to do. And I respect that, but we're not in that position. We right. are in this position because of them, most of us. Yep. And so then why are we doing the same thing when we can be better Right now we can hustle, but we can take time off. So why would you not use that privilege? Absolutely. Like people don't take their privilege and understand Like you can go to the mountains. I can go down south, drive for two hours, be in the mountains, get that fresh air that I need and come back Monday. And yeah. in the beginning when I was doing Instagram and I was online all the time, I wasn't showing that. I was also learning that I had to do that. This isn't something that I just knew from the get go. Like, oh yeah, I started my first year and I knew exactly when to take my time off and when to work and all these things. My not working weekends stemmed from the hatred of having to work on the weekends when I was in right. post-secondary. Yeah. That I took every weekend shift. I never had Saturdays off. I was like 
my Friday night meant going out and waking up in the morning, putting on my dress clothes, going to work. So when I started yeah. here, I was like, the one thing I'm not doing is working weekends. Like, I refuse to work as Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I mean, over time, you learn that you're not just making decisions on your calendar and what you should be focusing on based on what you you know, the emotional side of it that I don't want to do it. It's like, no, this is healthy for me and I need to value that above and anything else. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's very refreshing to hear someone who is doing, well, clearly is doing many things right. Right. (laughs) But also like really truly developing your own, perspective your own kind of philosophy yeah right that isn't no that isn't like you said that is not reverb um regurgitating the yeah. stuff we see in memes because it sounds great yeah right it does. like i'll sleep when i'm dead kind of thing oh, right and, and there's people that. who re- i know i know entrepreneurs who go like that and there's nothing wrong with working until two in the morning mm-hmm. but you need to like you said recharge refill your cup like there's people who do that and are so successful and I admire them, but it's not for me. Right. And I need to be that voice that says that because it's like, what about the other people that are like me? What about the other people who can be successful and experience success and understand? Honestly, I think about longevity when it comes to that. I'm just like, I don't want to be 60 and in pain. Like, yeah. I might be more successful now and, you know, like I'd be a year or two ahead of my time because I did that hustle thing where I didn't take breaks, but like, Am I going to have this crash when I'm 40? That's the things I hear, right? I listen to podcasts of people, the greats, and it's just like, yeah, I was doing all these things, then I had a health scare, and I was in the hospital, and I had to take two weeks off work, and my family was all this, and I'm like, okay, so that's, here's what we don't do. We don't (laughs) This is what we're not going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know, like, I don't... I don't know what if I'm what I'm doing is right. All I can do is share what I am doing, because... You're asking what I'm doing with my life right now. What am I part of? I've experienced a bit of success, sure. But I still feel like I'm just getting started. I still feel like I'm just hitting the ground running. I'm starting to understand what I need and what I don't need, what my team wants, what I need to focus on. So you might ask me this in a year and it'll be completely different. Because now, you know, as I was saying, that that personal time isn't something I have to focus on because it just becomes natural. And now there's something else I got to focus on, right? So all I can do is share what I'm actually doing at the time. What's working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, You said something earlier that I wanted to kind of touch on. Yeah. You spoke about um, knowing your why, knowing your kind of what is your mission, Mm -hmm. right? So what would you say is your biggest why? What gets you up in the morning? Um your I guess what would you say is I mean not necessarily your business's mission statement but what would you say is like Afsha's mission statement like you personally absolutely I love that you said that personally because I'm more than an advisor right because that's gonna it it will trickle into your business sure but it's also gonna trickle into how you are with your family with your friends right um I would say that what gets me up in the morning and what my mission statement is. I'm actually going to share this with you in a second, but so my mission statement is like the mindset that I've built over the past, let's say 10 years of my life, not just since owning a business, but the undergrad experience I have, the working while I went to school. And then that, like the mindset I've built around it, I want to share that with everyone around me. Like I started my Instagram being like, 
there's so much more about my life than just going to work and going home and trying to create the successful business. I'm traveling and I'm gaining all these experiences and I have a mindset shift around that. I'm realizing the privilege we have just for like the English language. Oh, there's yeah. so much more than you know, to a person. We're dynamic human beings. Now, how do I take that mindset and like get a bunch of people to hear? Like, how do you get a room of 20,000 people? Like, maybe that's eventually a goal, but how you do that is on a platform. And so my platform that I chose was Instagram because at the time that was a thing. And like now it's TikTok and all these other YouTube and stuff I'm learning. But my mission is to take the mindset that I've built and learned and the perspective that I've gained and give that to everybody else. Yeah. So it's, it's really like passing on those lessons passing on that I guess gained experience gained perspective yeah and it's like sharing my struggle as they happen I have to get so much better as giving like live feedback like a lot of stuff I've said in this in this podcast with you is like my last month oh wow right like it's this is recent like I don't respect my own time written on the top of my journal right or I gotta go for a run and that needs to be priority in my calendar the way that I do a client meeting. That's that didn't ha- that didn't exist before July 2020. Wow. Mhm. That's amazing. Do you have any um buddy in your life that like you're you find yourself constantly going to for mm-hmm. not necessarily specific advice, but someone who you look to to just kind of, you know, center yourself a little bit and be like I, I see what this person is is doing, and it kind of it still inspires me to c- keep doing me the way that I'm doing me, not necessarily the way that they're doing. Yeah, it, but... but just something that you look up to as a mentor, let's say. Yeah. Um. So I say this a lot. My friends know this too. Um. I see my life as like me and my cohort of ten, and I'm just mm-hmm. saying ten. I could count them and speak like how many, but it's not more than ten people in my life. Yeah. And it's my family, my friends, and my team, and like. You know, my friends in, is, can be different ages. Like, it could be a 50-year-old, someone I look up to. It could be a 23-year-old just starting out that has a different vision that I can learn from. A lot of people think, like, your mentors have to be older people, and it's not. Your influences can right. be people who are younger, who have this, like, mindset that you just don't have because you didn't grow up in the same time as them. Right. And so I wouldn't say there's any one particular person. There's a couple individuals that I'm like, they are such a monumental part of my growth and I turn to them for sure. Um, and it's not always just because like, hey, what do I do for my business? Sometimes it's like how to take a break, how to catch myself some slack if I mess up or I do something wrong. Like I go to people and a lot of the times I find my friends and my family saying the same thing. Like you can't always be going so hard all the time. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is starting to become a pattern. People are saying that, you know, mm-hmm. like something more recently, one of my friends did that was so good for me. He was like, he saw that I had to record this podcast. I was, I got my period that day. Mine are terrible. I have these like ridiculous cramps. I like every month I have to take painkillers and like women don't talk about it. It's super uncomfortable. It's like a taboo topic. We don't acknowledge it. You just got to grit through the pain. And I hate that. I'm like, you need to listen to your body. And I've said this to him enough times that I'm struggling that he actually was just like, okay, um, you need to actually take time off. Like you need to start planning in your schedule. And he has no concept of like what I'm going through, but what right. what's happening is that my, I have friends in my life, mentors and people I look up to who aren't afraid to tell me that it's great what you're doing, but you need to work on this or take this off exactly. or whatever. And it's not always aspects. like, it's not always motivating you to do better and more. It's actually sometimes for me how to like relax. So I went into my calendar that day and I actually 
just next month have it like uh, because not everybody not every woman can time theirs i'm pretty lucky so for mine it's like next month just don't make my schedule heavy like Mm -hmm. that is so i don't know how else to like be more real with people it's just like learn when you need a break and then take time off and those people that you reach out to who are telling you things like i always say be careful who you take advice from but i take it from like you know 10 people that i'm close to so i would say yeah like i have um mentors that i look up to that i turn to and a lot of the times it's how to navigate a busy schedule it's how to navigate taking time off it's not necessarily like the financial part i feel like that part's very easy for me mm-hmm. um you know I, I say my degree had nothing to do with what i do but i did numbers and i learned human behavior so i'm really good at being an advisor but it's like you could be the best financial advisor in the world and the worst business owner mm. yeah like even i i've i've seen people who are great in one particular area mm-hmm. right and and even going back to like talking about the balancing everything right like people who are great in the business sense mm-hmm. right and when it comes to managing their personal life whether it's their mental health whether it's interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. not good at all yeah right exactly so successful in one area does not necessarily no equal successful it in doesn't another. and that is that's when someone says what's your goal i'm like i want to focus on every area of my life that's important and so when it feels like a lot or like how are you also going for runs and running a business i'm like you have to value both you cannot only focus on your your business and then crash and burn and then you don't have your health what was the point of building all of that if you don't have your health right right like you see people like as you know like chadwick dying at 43 years old it's like it's like heartbreaking and so sad and it's like if that doesn't remind you that you can accomplish and do all these amazing things, but without your health, like you're, you won't have your life past that, right? Like whatever you can do, I mean, what's going to happen is going to happen, right? Whatever disease we catch at some point, like, but there's things you can do around that. And that's valuing your health as much as you value that next deal that you're going to land. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea this is what we would be talking about, but I'm just like, no, no, you're no, asking no. these questions. I'm like, I'm just going to be honest because this is what I'm focusing on right now. No, like, and, and, and I love it because it's it's and this is one of the things that I'm learning through doing more of these conversations like this mm-hmm. is that as much as, you know, I know that there are people watching and listening who want to know okay, how do I get to where this person's at? How can I shift right. my mindset? How can I grow? But it's also like, I really value conversations like this because it really gives an insight to, especially when someone is open as you are being, Thanks. is you get to see, okay, what does this person genuinely care about? Outside of, yes, I want to be successful. Yeah. I want to lay in the deals and, and yeah. all of that. But it's like, what what do we really think of like day in, day out? What What's yeah. truly on our mind? Like what, is actually keeping the wheels turning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you said, okay, what gets you out of bed or like what's that thing in your why? And I'm like, you know, sharing my mindset with the world. It's like, I always have ideas. I'm the idea person, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am constantly going after those ideas, I also have to know when to take a break because I'm not kidding you. Like I'll have an idea in the shower. I'll be going to bed and I'm like, oh, I got to write this in my notes. Yeah. And, And that's okay. Like you should be, you know, like, honing in on like what your talent and what your skill set is but I'm just realizing more of recently that it's it's not just about making it in business it's about your health and caring about your physical health and it's also about prioritizing your family and all these things that matter that I'm hearing 40 and 50 year olds saying they didn't get to do they didn't yeah they didn't make that 
a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's something like, oh yeah, it'll be nice once I get around yeah. to it. But it's like, or like they just regret. There's regret. Like there is yeah. really true regret that like I did not get to spend time with my kids. And this is why I, I, can't, I can't, can't stress enough, like, your mentors or your influences in your life should be different age groups. Like, you should have someone who is 19 giving you ideas. I have, you know, my team, like, there's people that are, like, very young, but they're so crucial on my team because they give me these ideas and this, like, outlook um, on what's to come. That's going to be our future. Whatever the way they think, their mindset, like whatever Gen Z is doing right now, that's our future. (laughs) So why are we not learning, right? And then I also have like the wisdom of someone who's, you know, in their 50s or their 60s saying like, don't do this, kid. You know, like I did these things, don't do it. And one of the biggest things that I hear from people in their 50s and 60s is like, spend time with your kids. Spend time with your family. Spend time yeah. with those people important to you. So, like, I have two or three people that are my go-to. Something happens, I turn. I'm more recently learning how to ask for help. I mm. did not know how to do that. Yeah. At that's, all. That, that's a tough thing, especially for, like, people. You're supposed to have it figured out. You're successful. You yeah. want to be seen, and it's such a, like, act, right? And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, the if you think you figured out everything because you're successful, you've stopped growing. Yeah. Right. Like what, what's the expression? Um, uh, he who thinks he knows everything knows nothing at all or some yeah, variation. Of exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. minute. And I said this in one of my other podcasts. It's like the minute you think that you know everything is the minute that you've stopped growing. And I cannot stress that enough. So it's like everything's a work in progress. Everything. I think it's really important to like think that understand there's a power in vulnerability. If I truly want to shift, you know, people's mindsets and their perspectives, I have to give them like the deep and heavy stuff. I can't just be like, oh, you know what? I hit the goal of 12 million and my, my team's ahead of it. That does nothing for people other yeah. than being like, cool, she's successful. You're yeah. one. You know what I mean? At like, most it's that, uh, uh, what they say, they'll say like, uh, like inspo, business inspo. Yeah. And right? I mean, that's good and important to, that someone that looks like me or you can talk about what we've done for other people to relate being like, it's possible, but that's, really all it serves if you don't get deeper and say this is how we did it there's you're not paving a pathway for people to understand how you get there yeah because then the the especially too with the younger generations right mm-hmm. they're looking to be like okay well that's what i have to do yes i don't know how to get there but i have to get there because if i don't i'm not worth anything mm-hmm. yeah right exactly. and then it, it, it gets to be a very slippery slope and another thing i want everyone to like that's listening to this to understand if i can like leave them with it is not having like having patience I did not have any and I still struggle with it right it's like the patience to like know it's coming you've built a system you have a process it's gonna work and it's not gonna happen in your first year and it might take you three years it might take you 10 years the whole point is if you keep going and you keep building it's gonna happen I mean honestly I'll, I'll even say on the marketing side like there was a time where I was like how does someone ever just get on a podcast how do they talk about what their growth is and now I've done like Ford podcasts in the last month but People are seeing that finished product. I'm like, first of all, I'm not even a finished product. I'm constantly learning. But yeah. like, how did I get to this thing that you think I I just always was? That's not true, right? Yeah. So it's like understanding that the, like if you build a system and you constantly work towards it and you take the time off that you need, you're going to get to where you want to. Yeah. You just have to stop putting a timeline on it. Yeah, because things happen... 
Yeah. There, there's so many things that are outside of our control. Especially with COVID. Like, if, oh, if I could stress that not enough, how many people are not graduating because of this? Exactly. Right? It's not just, oh, they're graduating and didn't have a graduation. I mean, like, university students not getting into school because class sizes are now 12 instead of 300 because of how it works. And they're struggling with, like, I'm already a year late. I was supposed to do this with my life. I was supposed to travel for a year. I mean, that's the thing, right? You graduate, you travel for a year. You can't do any of that. You're yeah. not graduating. You can't travel. Now what? Those were the two, like, whys of why you did things. Exactly. So it's called patience. It's like you have to sort of build a system, you know, start developing and working on things that you didn't have the time to work on before. And we say that all the time. I could be more specific if you want. It depends on the time that we have today. But I would just, I want everyone to leave listening to this, like, with things to ponder. Yeah, like, okay, absolutely. she said this, something something to think about, right? Maybe my advice doesn't work for everybody. But I would say that the one thing that I can't say that everyone could value is having patience to understand that if you are working towards something, there's going to be something that comes out of it. It's never work done in vain. Whether yeah. it's an experience, a learning struggle, um, whether it's landing a big deal eventually, but your first few times you did, you did it, it didn't work. You know, understanding that you're just going to get better and better at what you're doing and it's going to come. That's amazing. <laughs> I uh, that I, I feel like that's that's like the epitome of that's like the penultimate response right there. Oh, thank you. Um, so we'll uh, we'll end off with is is there anything apart from the very substantial message that you just gave? <laughs> um, that's my end. That's it. You don't get any more. <laughs> that's it. Um, in, in, in ter- and, and I think I did mention this before it um, these episodes I try to I try to again talking about systems mm-hmm. right I try to actually film one season in kind of like in a however much time it takes me to do that right and then I put out that season at once so it's like I know that it's it's working for me as opposed to okay I got one thing put it out another one put it out right and that's right? your system and that exactly. works for you and you know that maybe that one time you put it out, you're not going to get all the traction you want or everything you ever dreamed of, but it's working for you. Exactly. And it's, it's that knowing that there's a process. So that way, that way, as I'm putting it out, I'm not running around to put it out. I know it's like, yeah, now that it's out, it's coming out on autopilot. It's marketing itself. It's doing everything. Mm -hmm. I can take that time to kind of like reset, refresh, rejuvenate and all that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that being said, um, it may be a little bit of time before this episode airs, mm-hmm. but I was going to ask, is there anything um, that you wanted to plug, anything that you want to, uh, like anything specific you want to call out, um, you know, whether it's whether it's a virtual event, I say virtual because almost all events are virtual now. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, if there's, uh, or if there's anywhere you'd like to redirect Uh, listeners to go to yeah I would actually you know what a lot of this podcast has been around like mindset and entrepreneurship and business owner and like how do you get started but something that I do has not that has nothing to do with any of this is uh, my sister and I's YouTube it's actually something so amazing it's um thank you I love it so much it's honestly the only initiative that her and I've been able to take on together and honestly I think about the main intention behind it is so great but to me personally what it means is like I get to have this with my sister. Like, no matter what, if I die tomorrow, I got to have these moments where I recorded videos with my sister and we had a blast doing it and we made a difference and we, you know, took another young woman or young man or someone listening to it and changed their perspective and, like, the feedback we get is absolutely great. So, like, if you want to listen to something that has to do with social justice, like racism, sexism, like, there's so many things to learn if you want to learn about privilege and you want to understand, like, 
what yes. people like us deal with and how we grow up, whether it's through comedy or just conversations between us and understanding who we are, go to our YouTube because my Instagram and my TikTok, they're very different. Like a lot of the times you're going to get financial information and you're going to, I a lot of the times realize that the financial literacy in this world is very poor. Mm -hmm. So then a lot Absolutely. of my posts are based around financial education, but yeah. our YouTube isn't something I promote at all and talk about, but it's actually really, really important to me. And it's like one of my passion projects. And I feel like this would be the perfect time to say like, it's Umber and Afsha, just our names. Perfect. So Amber, oh. but with a U. So gotcha. U-M-B-E-R and Afsha, my name, A-F-S-H-A. And honestly, like, yeah, go check it out. Leave your feedback, like have your comments. Everything that people say to us means the world. So that would be the one thing that I'd want to redirect people towards. It's not necessarily my business page or my finance page or all those things that are getting a lot of traction. It's it's the side passion project that actually like encompasses who I really am because we get to talk about everything but finance. So yeah. then you really get to know like how someone's mind works and how they get really far. It's by actually appreciating and exploring all these other realms of like topics. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and I'll be sure to link it in, in the show notes. Um, Thank you. In, in, in the description. Um, so you've seen it then? You've seen it? Oh, yes. Okay, I've okay. seen, I've seen, and I like how, like you said, you have where it's just conversations between you and your sister mm -hmm. and about, like you said, racism, sexism, uh, issues of privilege and, and, and all of that. But then there's also sometimes where it is presented like very serious, more like conversational. And mm -hmm. then other times where it's presented in hilarious, <laughs> hilarious comedy, which I love. You guys should definitely watch it. Um, the, and you, you guys started that this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that came out as a result of, like within COVID, we started, I don't even know the month that we let our I, first one out. I remember watching it. It's very it new. Was, like it we was, just yeah, started I think it was this, earlier you know? this year. Mm. It, I don't. I don't know if it was before or after kind of the big thing of COVID, but it, I'm pretty there sure There was, was some before, for sure. Yeah. And I, then we just continued it on and being like, this is amazing, yeah. Yes. Like, I'm so grateful to do it with my sister. Like, she's an incredible human. If you guys don't, like, on TikTok, she is doing wonderful. Like, she has videos that go viral, and it's always about social justice issues. Sometimes she's just speaking her mind, and then it'll just take off, and there'll be, like, two million views, and she won't talk about this, and I just need to hype her up a little because she deserves it. <laughs> I mean, even your friend that came in here was just like, your sister's hilarious, by oh, the way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she just needs to know this, right? So I'm like, that's the one thing I get to do with her and be part of is like we get to do our YouTube right because I'm in the finance world she's in the activism world we are so completely different like but we have like these underlying things like that, that those we core really care values. exactly that we care yeah. about and we were like who are we if we just portray that one side of us right we gotta yeah. like have this realm of topics that we want to explore because we were just having these conversations all the time anyway yeah. like we were just literally on Friday night we're like this should be recorded. We could be like explaining this to people and this is important. I don't think a lot of people have these perspectives and I don't think a lot of young brown women talk about these kinds of things. Absolutely. So let's do that. And we're here and I'm so grateful for it. So I yeah. mean, uh, here, like, here's hoping that there's that there's an Umber and Offshot like podcast because that would be really. We did. Cool. We so that's something that we just released. So we actually take a oh, lot no way. of yeah. So when we were like explaining the camera to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I have a mic. So we have our that's own podcast. Okay. Yes, and that's we might, amazing. Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's Umber and Offshot. We're on Spotify and Apple wherever. You guys are already on there. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Just I'll, like, I'll be sure to link that too. <laughs> yes, because that's do. awesome. Yeah. I, I love the podcast medium. Obviously, <laughs> um, the podcast medium is amazing because that's what I. 
I use. I don't use YouTube. I didn't even know YouTubers were a thing. Like, I'm like millions of users, you know, but oh, podcast, yeah. right? And that's very naive of me, but I'm on it. So, well, and, and, and <laughs> I think that speaks to the, the growing and evolving and being always willing to learn and seeing what's right? out there, right? Yeah. Like, if at this in the beginning, like 10 years ago, if someone was like, you'd have a YouTube, that would be something that people are embarrassed by. Like, TikTok is something <laughs> yeah. people are embarrassed by. And I'm just like, it's, it's changed dramatically. Pe- I, people I, have an opinion on everything you do. Yeah. And there's still people who think like we did 10 years ago. So, yeah. I just, yeah, YouTube is something I'm so excited about. And we do have a podcast. So, anyone listening to this, check it out. Like, we um, take a lot of our YouTubes and we make it into podcasts. And we're also just going to yeah. have like conversations just that we have naturally, not like none of it's posed. We just speak our minds and it's on our podcast. Yeah. Honestly, even like I know people who they, they literally just bring their phone with it and will just record a voice note. Yeah. Slice them together. That's yeah. the podcast. Mm-hmm. And my sister's the genius or mastermind behind all the editing. I mean, I just get this. I come in, I record, and I leave because I have a business I'm running. But I'm so thankful for her and being able to do that with her. So definitely check out our podcast. Awesome. So yeah. everybody, please make sure to go check out their podcast, their YouTube channel. Um, if, uh, if, if people want to follow you on Instagram, if they do want that more financial literacy side of mm-hmm. things, where's the best place for everybody to find you? Um, everyone can find me on Afsha on the run. So it's Afsha, A-F-S-H-A, on the run, standard spelling. Awesome. And that's yeah. on Instagram. Yes, on uh, Instagram. Okay, perfect. I mean, there's LinkedIn as well, same name. So it depends if you want the business side of me, the Instagram and side of me, whatever you want to learn or you're hoping to pick up on, you can find that on LinkedIn and Instagram. Awesome. And mm-hmm. then is your TikTok linked to your Instagram? Uh, no, my TikTok, my TikTok's linked to my Instagram, but my Instagram's not linked to my TikTok. Gotcha. So to find me on TikTok, it's underscore Afsha. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be sure to... Put all, all the links in, yeah, in there. Thank but you. Uh, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you for I know coming. you're I'm... a very busy woman, so <laughs> no, I, uh, that's... I'm so I'm glad we got to do this. Yes, me too. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much for coming and enjoy the rest of my city. I don't know how long you're here for. A couple hours. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, we'll take uh, it in. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, be sure to tune in for more future episodes and be sure to check out her podcast and her YouTube. Yes. You won't regret it. Awesome. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it and found it valuable. If you're curious on how to create content like this or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you again on the next episode.